Check, check. Checkity, check. I've been in this town so long, so long to the city. I'm fit with the stuff to ride in the rough. And sunny down snuff, I'm all right by the hero's end. Jam the size of your fist. Size of his fist. Some men don't want money. Some men just Some want men to watch just things want burn. Sweet poontang. What if you had said that instead? That's just as true and in some ways more poignant. <laughs> right? Which way? Uh, some men don't want money. They just want sweet pussy. Isn't it all? I would prefer women to money. Sure. I mean, isn't don't you get money just to get women? And when I say get women, I mean get them. Get well, and I mean <laughs> that's what you mean, right? I, I mean women, but I also just don't want to exclude any of our uh, any of our gay listeners. Sure, you mean satisfy your carnal desires. Let's just desires. say getting ass, <laughs> right? You yeah. know, because that's something every man wants. Right. You got to get ass. Yeah. And uh, what's uh, the the because the alternative is you have a drive just for the money of its own. <laughs> Like so, went just what then the paper or the, just the the bits, um, recording your, uh, you know your net worth in a bank account hey, somewhere. Don't get it and just hoard it. Like if you get it, spend it. I'm right. Say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's sage advice. Oh man, get that ass. Um, you know our low key energy aside, this is a massive event. What's taking place? Right. right should now. we should we start it up? I think we should probably kick this thing off officially. Let's kick it into gear. Our opening isn't always uh, so Michael Caine oriented. Right. But, but uh, it is topical because he recently appeared in Catch Me If You Can, No, Now You See Me, Oh. with a bunch of other idiots in a movie I didn't see that looks yeah, stupid. Yeah, looks really stupid. <laughs> I don't like the idea of like cool magicians. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's a good point. That was anti, the problem I'm from the get-go. It wasn't, I just don't want anyone who's not a it, nerd it wasn't, yeah, it. it wasn't even a heist problem. It was uh, they're trying to play these guys up as cool. <laughs> <laughs> so now, you, now you see me. Abracadizzle. <laughs> Did somebody say Abracadizzle? I, I don't know. I guess that wouldn't be cool. That would be like slang that's no longer popular with like a, the most generic <laughs> right. man, ma- magic word right. possible. Abracadazzle. Uh, we should do the fish intro. Yeah. Because I want I've, to table it, I want to talk about that. I, I anticipate I'm going to be bringing a lot of new listeners to the table on this episode. <laughs> right. I think we should talk about that. So, but before we'll we get do, into that, we, sh- we should. Uh, Kick this thing off and let these guys. What are you writing down there? Kick this off. And I'm writing new <laughs> listeners. Listeners, Walker's taking notes, which I approve of. Yeah. The notes are rudimentary at best. Wait, so <laughs> I'm Walker. Who are you? We should, we should, we got a lot of them. I'm, gonna, I'm just uh, back to being old Jason. <laughs> Do you remember our intro though? <laughs> sure. Hey, everybody. I'm Jason. And I'm Walker. Welcome to Jaywalking with Jason and Walker. Podcast about us for us. Nice. Right. But Congrats. not just for us anymore. Uh, no. Because, well, I honestly feel even like that we might blow up so much in this episode that we, we need to like set the table as far as just like who we are and what this is. Right. Like, so we should get, I should get a lawyer right now. Yeah. Like, let's stop recording. <laughs> get sign, an accountant. Sign a prenup for podcasts, which uh, pretty uncreatively is known as a podnup. Is it? Yeah. It's a podnuptial agreement where we agree. <laughs> okay. But this blows up. How 
I think I think that what we always agreed we'd split it, do a seventy thirty split, right, right. on the merchandise, right. and we both know 70. who gets the seventy. I get that seventy. Let's because leave it unsaid and just both silently know who's well, the getting the seventy percent. Called Jay walking, and <laughs> right. one of Jay our names takes first. Up, yeah, but right. one first. takes up two syllables. It's right in the front there. So, <laughs> right. uh, that if you do the math of that, that's exactly seventy <laughs> percent. Right. Okay. So Jay is first. Guys, this is a podcast that now is a couple years old. It comes out very sporadically, but people who know, people who know it, fans of Jaywalking know where to know where to find it. And they, I, th- I think our listeners have started to have almost a an additional sense when they're just they they <laughs> right. feel that maybe a new episode has like, come out. We drop them every four to five months. <laughs> right, they get a buzzing in their groin area. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Your it, ears buzz when someone's talking about you. Like it's like that groin tingle when you uh, <laughs> you get a groin uh, tingle. Get the roller coaster groin tingle. Do you know that one? <laughs> right, the like, kids get go in a drop and it's like your nuts kind of shiver a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm familiar with that sensation exactly. Oh, really? Do your nuts shiver? I, well, I think it happens. I think it's more of like a stomach. It's like inertia on your stomach or something, but it always just feels like a kind of stomach groin tingle. I, I do experience it in my stomach. I'm not. I'm I feel not so sure. My little sack. <laughs> 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 nice. Um. But we started this podcast a couple of years ago. Jason and I were... I did want to point out before that that it comes out um, almost as often as it comes out. We resolve to make it come out once a month. That's a... It's and a, I'd like to re-up that resolution right now. I would like... Okay, <laughs> listeners, this is the episode that's going to kick off a this bi-weekly turn schedule. <laughs> right. Jaywalking is going to come out... Uh, would, would, do you think a daily thing is too much to commit to? <laughs> right. Daily is going to be tough. Daily would be tough. But uh, monthly should be doable. WTF comes out twice a week. There's a lot of uh, filler in that, though. Ooh, Honestly. shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's a lot of uh, just, uh, you know, fluff. Whereas this thing, almost nothing hits the cutting room floor. Yeah, this is, this is, everything is pretty uncuttable. But I, I feel like I'm... I'm 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 taking the helm here, Jason, on the history. But I, I no, no, go for it. Absolutely. But I just I just feel like I'd like to hear your interpretation of what it is. Well, I don't know what Jason was doing for the first 28 years of his life or so. Is that right. how old you were when I met you? Uh, a li- just a little bit older. Okay. I think. Were you 30? I wasn't 30. Okay, I thought I remembered the. Uh, maybe I was 28. How old are 28 you or 29. Now I'm 35. Gosh, listeners, but I mean, is listen to that, listeners. Seven years? Okay. So Here's a good I, question. Listeners, can I call myself rightly middle-aged if I'm 35? Only if you plan on only living to 70 <laughs> and you're like very healthy and, you know, science and everything. I, I guess think that's you, true. you'll get more than 70 But I mean, years. what does middle age mean? Like, because you're, you're not, you, you know, you talk about people as being teenager, toddler, teenager, young adult, mm-hmm. adult basically, mm-hmm. middle-aged. Old, octogenarian. I think middle age is getting nap. increasingly uh, harder to define. You know, oh. because people are. Uh, I think they're they're staying young longer. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a better. Way. <laughs> like a lot of people might say, forty is the new twenty. <laughs> Oh, God. That was pretty much going to be my the, the gist of my point. Right. 40 is the new 20. So, look, Jason and uh, Dot and I moved into the house where we were all roommates in 2008. It that's is now correct. 2014. So, that's wow. six years ago. Unbelievable. So, I couldn't have met you. So, you must have been uh, 29 or 30 yes, when, yeah. when we met. I don't know why your age is so important in it. I, I just know. wanted to figure out how long ago it was. <laughs> right. 
Um, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, we're all roommates, and I would say even friends. Right. That we became friends. We're all we're all roommates. Everyone wrote their age on the refrigerator. Yeah, we knew each other's age. were marked on the wall. Wiener size uh, was on the kitchen baseboard. <laughs> right. You would just go. What you do is you dip it in like a, a little bit of like stamp ink. And right. then you just put a little imprint of your dick on the baseboard. That's interesting. And uh, let me just divert you right there because I recently had a uh, late night discussion with a fan of the show, Karthik S., about who has the bigger wiener. And we created an Excel spreadsheet to, uh, to that end. And the sheet has a column of people estimating a wiener size. And then there's a column right next to it where the other person can put reasons why those people might be biased to exaggerate Ooh. or detract from your wiener size. So, for example, if it was you, I would put... You, you know, you could put dot and then put her estimate number and I would put next to it like, you know, too in love with you to be objective about your wiener size. Wait, why would she have to estimate my wiener size? Because <laughs> well, she probably hasn't formally she, measured it. Oh, that's true. Right. But I mean, so she'd say, pretty, I like, think it's about I this think long. She could describe it to a sketch artist at this point, like pretty accurately. Right. But it's she's not the, the contest wasn't what does your wiener look like? It was how long is it? Right. Like it's and she could probably estimate. Now, see, that's it. I think, uh, <laughs> but I don't think you just, you I just think had it would a major estimate. tell there when you said that how long is it is the only factor. That makes me think that you're like rocking like pencil thin ultra nope. length or nope. something. It's like, this nope. is great. It's nope. long. <laughs> nope. Nobody cares that no. it's like a spaghetti I know, noodle. <laughs> I know that. And in fact, many would argue that girth is the more important dimension. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, girth. <laughs> oh, such a bad, oh, disgusting fantastic. word. But yeah, um, yeah, ladies like short, thick wieners. I think is the... <laughs> do they like them to be short? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're rocking a ton of girth, dude, th- there's. Why can't it be? Ju- why can't it be? Here's here's what you want. Yeah, medium length, above average girth. So no, I was. It doesn't good... have to be short and girth. You know what's really funny is I was just realizing that I should like explain what this podcast <laughs> is and who we are, and then what just happened is what it is. Yeah. Is it? We will not shy away <laughs> right. from the frank discussion of male sexuality. Right. That's. But the long story short is, hey, we were roommates. We're good friends. Um, Dot and I moved away. We moved back to Grass Valley. Jason was out here in Oakland. In the two years that we were there, we started. The Dot and I were in Grass Valley. It's a, it's our boring hometown. It's very small. It's in, very interesting. Quaint, beautiful. It is beautiful and all these things, but Quaint we didn't and really, weird. We didn't really have a community there. Uh, right. And uh, they were and, uh, f- uh, people without a country. Look, he was a man without a country. Frankly, it was a lonely time in right. my life. And when you're lonely. Uh, your judgment is skewed. You start podcasts. Right, and right. It's like a joke that's just gone too far that, right. that won't die. But um, and anyway, I live in Oakland now. Like but that time me and Dot rented Welcome Home Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> that was OK. So I, I want I want to crowdsource this to listeners because I I think that it is 100 percent true that bad comedies are never fun. Never fun to watch. Oh, a dis- bad absolute, drama, amazing. Absolute disagree. I, I don't that know was when joke writing failing is ever in. Like, uh, there's no welcome home Roscoe like, Jenkins. Ugh. That's exactly where guys welcome <laughs> Roscoe Jenkins is the Martin Lawrence led vehicle where he's like a. Uh, a, a t- successful talk show host, right? And he has to go back to his Southern Fried family reunion. Sure. Uh, what? There's Monique is in it. She's a monster. Right. Right. There's a point- James Earl Jones. Oh yeah, that James Earl Jones is the patriarch <laughs> in, a, in a sad turn in his career. Uh, and uh, there's a. Po- I just remember that there's a point where. 
Um, Monique has a little chihuahua and somebody else in the family has like a big pit bull or something and they're always trying to keep the dogs apart but then the dogs fuck and the, the they come out to see the dogs having sex and the chihuahua is cowgirl style riding <laughs> oh, yeah, the pit that. <laughs> like these dogs like oh. these dogs have sex like you yeah <laughs> <laughs> the best part was that we specifically got that from real just to hide it in the middle of a bunch of a stack of movies we're bringing home. Yeah. Uh, in order that we could watch Walker go through and, oh, what, what did you guys bring? And he would leaf through them. And then when he got to the middle of the stack, <laughs> we wanted to, his expression, we, all we wanted to do was accuse him of being racist when he got to that movie and was like, what the did, did you? <laughs> yeah. And we jumped all over him, accused him of being racist. It was extremely satisfying. I almost then looking we back it. on it, think that the racist thing was you guys renting it. Like, look, black culture is a thing to be ridiculed and <laughs> no, mocked. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Just like, I think that wouldn't that, it be funny if we watched a movie with an all African-American cast? I think that the jaywalking (laughs) audience listeners are savvy enough to know the difference between uh, an all African-American cast movie and Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. You know what I think? This is is not Beloved or The Color Purple or anything anything on the level. Um, You know what I think? That's another thing to crowdsource to the listeners. Uh, We're not saying either Jason is racist or I'm racist, but if one of us is a racist. If it's you absolutely. Have, if you have to pick a racist. Absolutely Walker, though. Jay, who is, <laughs> it's Walker. the racist? It's Walker. I think it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The reason I'm bringing up that we're, we need to give all this background information is because, look, when we started this podcast in Grass Valley, a frequent topic was my friendlessness. Right. Um, didn't really have a community at that time. Now, I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm friends with upwards of three people. I'd say more than three. No, upwards of three. Oh, okay. I'd say as many as 50. And, <laughs> but somewhere in that range. Wide estimate. And, uh, and I, I think I can use my, my newfound value in the local comedy scene to get people listening to this podcast. Right, this and now I'm like, before, I feel like you were presenting your weird friend to your friends with this podcast. Now I feel like, right. hey, maybe I'm presenting Jason to right. a new scene. Tapes you know? have turned. Yeah. Tape Turner. How do you feel about that? <sighs> well, I mean, honestly, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm glad that you're bringing fans to the table because I, I, that was a constant source of a, not a constant source of anything, but I definitely, uh, I definitely, I definitely it. gave Walker <laughs> shit about uh, not bringing enough fans to the table. Yeah, there's for a point sure. where I was like, but I have no friends, and you said, well, as pitiable as that is, <laughs> yeah, get us some fans. <laughs> yeah, I was real, not very uh, sympathetic. Um, yeah, along the same. Here's some other tape turns that have happened, well, uh, or here's an analog tape, not analog. This is a this is a congruent tape turn, which is there was a long time when I was annoyed at how few fans you brought, and uh, now you're bringing the fans. Uh, and I then, mean, this is assuming I'm projecting that I'm going to be able to get some new listeners on board with right, this episode. Right, sure. But uh, and there was also a long period of time where you, in a uh, misguided, uh, <laughs> or what, maybe not misguided, but let's say 
uh, impotent uh, gesture of something got off Facebook for a long time. Oh, yeah. uh, and then, you know, stayed current by constantly hijacking Dot's account. But <laughs> but now you're on Facebook, rocking friends left and right. Yeah. I'm cowering in the shadows of uh, or, or retracted myself from the Matrix. You went off the grid. Yeah, went off the grid. So it's a lot of uh, reversals of fortune happening Your here. brother, brother of the show, Bryn V., uh, for Siblings Day on Facebook recently, listeners, he tagged, uh, tagged their, their sister, Mad Dog Vitlasil, and then was uh, the post was going, Jason? Jason? <laughs> yeah. Okay, guess I'll just tag Walker Glenn. My own brother. As far as My Facebook own flesh and blood. Concerned, They're brothers. Yeah, I think you've been more siblings than we are. From the, which this is kind of my plan anyway, was to eventually just <laughs> to like get raft in. into the Vitlasils. <laughs> right. And if that comes at the cost of Jason. Yeah, I mean, that's, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and I guess that's fair too. This is another congruency, but we can talk this, this is a kind of a totally tangential congruency, but, uh, in the same way as I've tried to hijack your wife by making her record three episodes of dot walking, which you may have, uh, which listeners may be familiar. May also, or may not be familiar there's been a, a year long quest for you to get my son to call you dad. Right. Before, before he calls Walker dad, which I think is officially the clock is right. I'm out. basically there. He called me dad today. He said, <laughs> looked at me and said, dad, dad. <laughs> that did happen. No, he did. Yeah. Oh, so his case closed. <laughs> no further questions. Judge will please what instruct the witness to, to step down. Dad. No further questions. What I tried to He looked at me and said, Dad, you heard Oliver it. Oliver says Dada for everything. That is his word for everything now. And they, he know why, looked at me you and know said, why it's Dada. his word for everything? Because I am his everything. And then he That's looked why. at Walker and said, Stranger. <laughs> and I knew I had done yeah, it. Yeah, he would look to Jason was like, Dada. <laughs> and then he looked at me and was like, Who, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, mission accomplished mm. for me. Have I ever told you about. This guy who would speak in church. He was one of the elders of our church growing up. And, uh, no, but I like that he used the term elders. That's what we have. We didn't have a pastor. We had four elders because there's nothing in the Bible about like having a pastor. We're not just a bunch of sheep here being flocked. We need four guys to tell us what to do. Right. It's like an objective committee. Yeah. I also like that their elders, though, makes it sound like a, um, a council in one of these... Uh, Extremely like currently popular. Well, I was going to say these Rand. these currently popular uh, female strong female protagonist in a dystopian future sure. where some sort of council of elders determines your Hunger so. Games. You're divergent, <laughs> right? Your third thing. Yeah, third example. <laughs> we just need one more so we can call it a trend. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's usually a council of some type. Mm-hmm. Often there's elders on it. Yeah. Did your council of elders make any life or death decisions? For no, but do you think there's also always one of the, there's like four elders there. There's three elders that like unanimously are just like, Oh, kill, kill this one. And then there's a fourth that goes, not so fast. <laughs> like you've intrigued. Me. I feel like there's always one. who's I'd like, like to hear more of your yeah, story. We will play your game, though a dangerous game it is, <laughs> you know, just not really looking out for the person, but like toying with them. Almost. Right. These elders, this elder was a man named Doug. I won't say his last name because you know what? I'm not petty, even though <laughs> later he would be the person to uh, kick me off of the church worship team where I played bass uh, for, uh, we for talk about the rumors church of, rumors of drug use <laughs> were, were permeating. Uh, and, and I, though I had, Were those rumors accurate? They were accurate in that um, I, I had smoked a lot of pot for like a uh, like a six month period, but then I got caught and uh, by my parents, and that was the end of just any 
that was basically the end of any freedom in my life until I moved out two years later. Uh, so, so the worship team, though, was just the band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the worship band. Like, and uh, and I played I played a mean bass like guitar. Like a gospel bass? What's that? Like a gospel like a. I don't know if I was gospel. James Jamerson, uh, you know, one I had, finger. I had a lot better musical chops at the time because of the, the, the band and everything. Because of the worship team? Yeah, because of the worship. Can of you bra- recall any of, of the. Uh, that Lord. Can you recall any of the tunes? I remember there was one that was really fun to play where the bass would go. I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. Praise his name or praise the Lord. Oh, I've got a really, I've got a really kind of a pastiche of a picture of what this co- congregation looks like in my head. Because uh, you're painting a picture that's kind of, uh, you know, like a, like Southern Baptist, uh, high energy, a little bit. But I know that this town is pretty yeah, uh, crazy balls, lily white, not lily white, but uh, like uh, it backwoods. No, it, it, you know, I don't know, man. It was a non-denominational church. They weren't a part of any uh, official congregation, but it was just, it was still just like you know the same closed-minded nonsense that you find at most churches. Any but, church, yeah. Um, it was a church. Bottom line. The thing is, is is getting <laughs> what Doug, uh, Elder Doug, did not know is that <laughs> oh, he was actually elder. causing me a great amount of. I don't mean to get into like a whole heavy thing, but he was causing me a great amount of relief at the time because. <laughs> I was on the church worship team and being pushed by my folks to get like more involved in church, but had already quietly decided that I might be an atheist right. uh, at that time. But wow. it was it was like a full. I don't. I don't how, know how old I, were you at this point? This is heavy um, stuff. Um, it was like sixteen, seventeen when I started to like kind of freak out in my head and go, "Oh my god, I don't." I, but I actually didn't like realize I was an atheist. It was more just panic of like. Oh, I I can't believe I don't believe this anymore. It was like going on a mission. Going on a mission trip was where I started to realize that I didn't believe in. Can we get a last a last initial for this elder Doug? Yeah, Doug B. And where was the mission? It was Doug Benson. Where was the mission trip to? <laughs> uh, Romania. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I knew this. Really? How long were you in Romania? Month. And, that, and they and they isolate you until heavy, you like think about pretty, God all the time and stuff. And that's like I it was not like an act of rebellion. I was there like trying to like be that guy, you know, no. trying to like okay, this is gonna because I was just like, why am I like not good at like being like a, a Christian basically? And I kind of was like pressured to go, but like it seemed like it was like. Uh, I think some part of me thought this will be the thing that'll just make me like really spiritual and just make it easy. Wow. And, um, and it was where I kind of like figured out that I didn't really buy into it. And then not like, not that I was like an atheist was not an overnight thing or anything. And, uh, I'm st- I'm not even super attached to that label now, but I mean it is technically what what my belief system falls under. This is a month long trip to Romania. I feel like it's a pretty hefty, uh, uh, you know, situation for a sixteen year old. Yeah, it was definitely uh, uh it was it, it's very strange, and and I think it was like the the idea of being confronted with like any actual poverty, and then being told like the thing that I needed to do was go like, they were like, they were all like some wacky version of Catholic. And it's like, so my job is to like change the strain of like how they get their, their religion. Like it's like, how am I, how am I helping in any way whatsoever? And, 
And I it had, wasn't like a mission trip where you build a house for a family and then we go did stuff that like had some measurable value. Okay. Like, but but no, I mean it was a lot of just like, you know, go talk to that person and like, <laughs> wow, tell them the good news. <laughs> Like, hey, have you heard the good news? What, you have some food? No. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Um But uh the but you were gonna say that the that Elder Doug was doing you a favor because of this. Well, in the end he was doing me a favor because um I was being like gosh, I feel like this is like some real teenage bullshit that I'm dredging up on. Oh here. man, love it. But um, love it. You know, I I, I just want to throw in that I'm uh, I'm a very uh, I'm a very happy person now. But at the time, <laughs> I was in a very difficult way of like basically like the cr- I wasn't like yeah fuck Jesus. I was like devastated at my own lack of belief basically because I've j- it just like there was not another foundation for me psychologically really to fall back on. You know what I mean? Or right. like people in my life that I could be like that I could talk to about this and think they were going to tell me anything other than like the, the more cause people in church like tell you to question and stuff. And they say that just to like cover their asses so that when you do, they can like, they can quickly get you back on. I feel like, so I didn't have anyone to talk to about it, but getting kicked off the worship team was like a catalyst for me to be able to like, start like pushing back on like, you know, so it was a huge relief to me because I just was like dealing with the idea of like ripping on the bass up there every Sunday. <laughs> Meanwhile, being like, I don't believe, I don't believe. Do, 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 do. Not for me, not for me. Yeah. So that was. Um, I wish I could hear some tunes by the worship team. Is there any, um, those exist archived anywhere? There's one I always find. I, the ones I really like that the, the ones that it's funny, the ones that stick out of my head are the ones that are like the droniest because they're just like, <laughs> people kind of just get into that robotic, like, right. and there was one that goes exactly like this. I'm going to back up. It goes up. We are God's people, his treasure possession, the sheep of his pasture, the flock under his care. I will obey my master's voice. I will bow down and worship him alone. That's a very stonecutter's vibe to it. Kind of. I know. I mean, literally, you're singing about being a sheep. And you're just like, yay! Wow. Worship him alone. No, don't worship the other guy, ah. the other made-up dude. <laughs> Just him. And listeners, if any, look, my our our goal here is not to scare away any religious listeners. Yeah, I don't want to belittle anyone's faith. No, but we probably don't have any that hardcore religious listeners anyway. But but yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but I'm I'm not like I, atheists get a bad uh, a bad rap for like hating all belief of any kind. And I think I was that guy a little bit in my early twenties, just as a reaction to being so heavily churched. But I mean, and this is like, I think most reasonable people feel this way. The the, the world is uh, way too weird for, for just one perspective, atheistic or otherwise to reign supreme. So if you see spirituality and things that I don't, that's like, that's town. Yeah, go to town. Just uh, let me live my life, bro. <laughs> For me. Don't tell me I can't smoke weed or, or touch vaginas and we're good. <laughs> For me, the uh, the kind of um, like combative voice that I have in my head after, if I, if I think like, 
that I am like in my head belittling somebody's religion. Cause like I, it's, it's one thing for me to say, like, I don't want to belittle anyone's religion, even though we're making fun of this, like, uh, you know, this chant that you guys did or whatever. <laughs> it was a chant. Cause it is weird, but it's kind of like, wh- like for me, wh- what I like always have going is like, I don't believe in my beliefs either. Like I don't believe, like I've got a, you know, just any number of things, right? Like I have a medicine cabinet full of placebos. Like I know the multivitamins don't do anything like that. It's equally stupid, you know? And I, and that's just like a kind of a, that's just a microcosm of, a vast number of beliefs about the world that are probably incorrect in my estimate, like my own beliefs where I'm like this, it can't be the case that I have access to enough information to have arrived at the correct conclusions here. I'm probably wrong about, I would say most of these things. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I kind of, uh, I guess more the conviction I belittle than the, uh, the belief. I, I I think that's, very wise because I as I've got like I like I say I I do I think as from age like 20 to like maybe 23 right I was so those are formative years yeah (laughs) and I was still so wound up that like I I mean I've never been like an intellectual giant who would go around but I had my like arguments against God like pretty <laughs> fucking and down and uh, and you could not really casually couldn't like, have you at a party. I mean, I still I still think this, but it's just none of my business. I think a lot of people who consider themselves agnostic, like with a short questionnaire, like actually are atheists, mm. and and it's not about hurting everyone into the different groups, but I would just get real like. <laughs> You know the, sp- we, the arguments we know, like the spaghetti monster and things right. like that, just like. Wah! And uh, <laughs> yeah. but now that I'm older, it's if if people's spirituality is a matter of perspective and not conviction, then that's just an interesting person to have a conversation with. Yeah, because sure. I don't know. It's good to be like an atheist to the point that like if they if they find some like god substance that we didn't know about or or like something something is discovered that changes everything about the way we view the world that uh you can still absorb that information you know from the from the atheistic viewpoint yeah the same way you say the same way we get that uh, you know um it's infuriating that like creationists won't like absorb any of the the information that's out there when it comes to evolution it's just not even it's not even a discussion for some people uh your mind could certainly slam shut if I mean, these are more caricatures of atheists. Right, but sure. Yeah, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, what's so... Elder Doug, um, right? He, yeah, Elder Doug, man. I mean, he really... It was a... <laughs> yeah, Elder yeah, Doug. How, how old was uh, Elder Doug? Doug was, I would say, <laughs> Elder Doug was in his... What did he uh, look like? Paint me a picture. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, skin tone like mine, kind of uh, okay. darker skin for, for a white person. Right. Um, salt and pepper hair, big bushy mustache... He, no I beard. guess he, his like whole like testimony, I did air quotes on that guy's mm-hmm. testimony being Christianese for like how he eventually uh, landed in Christianity mm. was just like that he was like a hippie basically or whatever. <laughs> and um, that's all it took. Yeah, I did one too many. Yeah, you do a couple. <laughs> one too many nitrous balloons. Yeah, and then next thing you know, you're, <laughs> you're an elder. The, you, you're looking for God just so something makes sense. Um, <laughs> just dizzy all the time. But he was so. What's great is that all this, all this, like all this, these experiences that were painful at the time for me of of going to this church and stuff. Now I can still call my brother Zach. 
and uh, just do a quick impression of Doug and we'll just laugh and laugh and laugh. Because he also was our least favorite person because he would uh, always go way long when he would do a sermon. Yeah. And there was like Elder Jim sustained sustained <laughs> at 1125 close your bibles because guess what we've absorbed all we can for today and the whole anecdote that led me to talking about elder doug was uh dada so he oh, yeah. had this thing that it was like his like signature bit that he would always go back to like it, we had like we started to notice like he does he cycles this sermon in and out and it was about he loved there's a hebrew word um, he would talk about some passage of scripture in the Old Testament where God is referred to as Abba. Mm. And the translation for that, as he would say, <laughs> is actually like a word for daddy. And so he'd talk about how God is like our daddy. And the way he had this like <laughs> kind of soft word, lilt, <laughs> and he would go, Abba, daddy. <laughs> and, uh, and then the story he would tell was about like, a, an alcoholic dad like going out on Christmas morning to get booze or something and like he's walking through the snow and like he looks behind him and his son is stepping in his footprints in the snow oh, that's a, trying to that's a powerful image. trying to step like his dad and he said what are you doing and he said I'm going with you dad Wow, this is amazing. That's all I remember is that the example was like the kid following his drunk dad, and that he he would always come back to the word and really I'm like, Abba, daddy. (laughs) And then kicked me off the fucking worship team because of rumors of drug use, which, like I say, at the time, I. What's sad is I had to like. (laughs) I had to be like. Well, I did smoke pot, but I'm not now, which was true. Like, I fully would have been, but I just was, like, under, uh, it was, like, suicide watch for pot. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so, I'm sorry, you uh, admitted then to Elder Doug that it was correct, or did you uh, fight that accusation? I think it was, I mean, this is, now I'm getting, I'm just feeling, because it's like, you know what it was, man, is it was, like, (laughs) it was hard on my parents, basically. Like, they didn't want me off. Like I say, I was already kind of, like, realizing this is not, no, fully had realized this is not my bag and feeling like a big fraud and kind of just counting the days till I can, like, figure out my next move. Right. Uh, And, um... And so I was a little bit like, oh, I'm getting kicked off. Bummer, you know, but not really upset. But then, like, you know, my my parents, it was like really stuck in their craw. And like, I just had a reputation as like a pot smoker because it was like, I mean, it's like this small, super gossipy community and chickens around. And uh, so it was like, I think it was acknowledged that that had been a quote unquote issue or whatever. But then it was like, but he's clean. He's clean now. (laughs) Can't he just slap it a base for you? (laughs) Slap it a base for the Lord. Who'd they get uh, to replace you on the worship team? Some asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The band broke up. They were like, if we don't have, if we don't have uh, old dub G over there, laying down those heavy bass lips. Sing these praises. Wow. Yeah. That's um, some crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, the point is that the kid, Oliver called me Dada. That is okay. the point. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. You're, so yeah. I chalk that up as a win. He we can leave that to the listeners. You may be his Dada, but I'm his Abba. So there you go. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Hello, 
That's some heavy I stuff. I feel like we should get into something heavy about your past now. Like, do you no have way. any like abuses or? I don't think so. Share? But I mean, I feel like that was pretty organic. I feel like if you want to get into my past, you got to get there organically. Sure. <laughs> Well, I will say this, listener, uh, listeners, I mean, this may have come up on the podcast before, but did, were, did we attend Bonnaroo 2012? Was I that think the, so, yeah. So in Bonnaroo 2012 is in Manchester, Tennessee. Dot and I loaded up the old RV, struck right. out for the country. Right. Jason flew to his native St. Louis, which is a scant six hours from uh, Manchester, Tennessee. And so yep. after the music festival, we stayed, I think, two nights at his childhood home. That's right. And um, his parents are wonderful people, and it's a wonderful house, and St. Louis is a great city. But I will say, as far as a clue into Jason's <laughs> past, there's an oft-referred-to school picture. And I maybe we could throw it up on the website, because it's just, it's just a... I just see a kid who already is like unnerved by the world around him. He's about like 10 years old and he's smiling, but there's something behind that smile that just says like, it's all up to me. <laughs> so take that for what it is. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to get us into heavy past stuff. That's, but uh, that, he looked worried. No, that, that picture gets brought up by anybody that goes to my house. Uh, but we were there last time. The other interesting phenomenon was not phenomenon, but we, we were there last time I was home. I think I was telling you about this. My, we found this um, box. Me and my brother and sister were going through this box of three by five cards that my mom used to write whenever we would say something cute. She would take one out and just write like Melly, you know, Aww. where does ice cream come from or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're pretty hilarious and amazing, but I can't remember um, any of them. I really, I, when I was there last, I tried to scan them, but we can get the scanner to work, but they're, they're pretty amazing. Um, but there was this like ongoing theme of mine kept like being like, it would be three or four funny ones. And then just one that was really dark or, or something where I was like sure that I was going to be dead by the next week or like, <laughs> or like it would be like, well, maybe we'll be able to do that, but whatever. I'll be like, not if it goes like it does in real life. Right. <laughs> it was not always, if we're all dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, and I was like five <laughs> and it was this real your perspective that I do not remember being like that or saying any of those things. I have to think that, that these events took place before that photo was taken because you very much look like a child who is contemplating their eventual death right. in that picture. Probably I was. I you reminded me of, of as kid quotes and then that some of them are really dark. I don't it's funny because you don't remember yours, you right. know, but I remember something my little sister asked my dad and she couldn't have been older than six yeah. at the time. And it, I, it was probably extra funny, too, because she was like her speech was fairly unintelligible until she was about like nine or ten. She had like just crazy marble mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my, my sister, Sydney, uh, and this ties into God and fear of God, too, because her question was, Dad, what if God took off all my skin? <laughs> Which is like, just like I, that's the kind of thing that would occur to a child when you introduce the concept of like a yeah. wrathful God. Right, yeah. It's like uh, he, he killed a lot yeah. of people. Unstoppable, invisible. You can't quite discern their intentions or criterions <laughs> yeah. for punishment. What if he took off all my skin? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which I'm pretty wow. sure all he could tell her was like, oh, he won't, you know. But he could. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It. Yeah. I don't think no he's No reason why not. He's done crazier stuff before. Honestly. He once destroyed the world. <laughs> yeah. Flooded everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and, and his promise that he's not going to do it again was a rainbow. Uh, so, not exactly a binding contract. Yeah. 
he doesn't use a lot of legalese. It's a bunch of, uh, you know, communication by metaphor. So I don't know what happens if he took off his skin. Oh. Um, now, listeners, I, you, uh, you're going to see there's my, my magic vamping skills. You won't even know that right now Jason has walked away from his mic. He's pouring us whiskey. And I think on that note, it is time for another Kardashian quarter. I don't know. I I'm just, can we just force it in? Yo, don't waste time on conversation. Want to meet a pretty last one? Get the ship that is my dick and docking station. That's your ass. I don't mean to sound impatient, but I came to get my nut. If you don't get yours, you can make it. I don't really give a what. You MCs think you're doing. Coming up against a master. You're a little rainy drizzle. I'm a natural disaster. If you're trying to keep up, I suggest you move faster. My rhymes are made of steel. So if your girl don't like Kardashians, you better warn her Cause this right here is a return of the Kardashian corner So shut your mouth and listen, cause I only say it once Kardashian corner will not convince you stupid cunts Sure, why not? I mean, if you have some Kardashian-based news I um, No, I was thinking we should do a Kardashian corner Just cause I think that's a, like, it's a touchstone feature of this show and, Right, and it's, that's true And it's also like, we don't have to generate anything cause there's Always news. There's always some crazy stuff. To... Although, so I'm pretty ignorant of the situation right now. Maybe you have something you can fill me in on. Let's see. Okay. Oh, here's a re- here's a little tidbit I can just that I just saw in some clickbait stupid web article a second ago. I'll just bring this up and then you can launch into yeah, what you're saying. Let's do it. I saw um, that it was stupid. I don't know how they compiled these two images, but they were one perfect female body as built by females, perfect female body as built by males, and then perfect male body as built by either. But it wasn't kind of like schematics. Like they mm-hmm. had literally like mixed and matched mostly from celebrities. So for example, mm-hmm. guys thought that David Beckham abs is the abs you would want on the ideal man, and uh-huh. the girls had a different one. Hmm. But for men, it was Kim Kardashian's breasts that you would want on uh-huh. the ideal female body. Did not include her ass. Interesting. Yeah. Well, her breasts are great too. Right. Uh, I'll tell you this. There's no breasts that I've seen that, like, surprise you in a bad way. If, if they were breasts to stay, that, that, to stay away from, that, that, that was already clear before you were in a situation where clothes are coming up. Yeah. I've never sure. seen nips that are so weird that it's a deal breaker. And you know right. what? Hey, I'm not saying I've seen so many nips. But I will say that they are like snowflakes in my own personal experience, and and uh, and and they're all different. Yeah, and they're all great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also like snowflakes. Yeah. You know how great snowflakes are. <laughs> yeah, and they fall from the sky and land on your tongue like right. snowflakes. Exactly. Melt in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Got so gross so fast. Mm. But listeners, we're never. Ever going to shy away from frank discussion of the male sexuality Not or snowflake here. nipples falling Absolutely from not. the sky melting on your tongue. If you want somebody to be shy about that type of stuff, go listen to Bam Carolla or whoever. <laughs> yeah, he's really, he's being real shy about the male perspective. <laughs> right. He's like the guy who acts like we're always on. I hate uh, fucking men who act like we're like under attack. Like it's like uh. I actually can't stand that guy. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still great to be a dude. Yeah, you're still basically on top. I'm going to put it a different way and say I'm adding Adam Carolla to my list of celebrities that I will challenge to a charity kickboxing match. Ooh, I like so, that. So, Adam Carolla, you just got called out. You're on the same list of as uh, Ray J and Liam Gallagher. Oh, and any of the that's th- a good list. <laughs> any of the three of you that wants to step into the fucking ring with me, what, we're both putting up a thousand dollars of money for the charity of the the winner's choice. Mm-hmm. Adam Carolla is a special one because he's older, obviously. 
but he was a boxer at one point. So, Adam, you should have a distinct advantage over me, who's never been in a boxing match. I'm still going to kick the shit out of you because I can't stand you. Um, Kardashian corner. Right. What, what, what should we... Okay, so... No, can, I thought you had, you, uh, you had some news. Well, okay. When we last <laughs> saw the Kardashians... Uh, was the finale of this season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Right. It ended I'd, six weeks ago or so. Okay. Couple things. First of all, viewership really Down. dropping off. Walker, uh, listeners, Walker got weirdly back on the actual TV show bandwagon to the point where he was trying to get me to watch an episode with him, uh, which I did, and I think it was uh, 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 adequate. And then, uh, and then... It's actually... It's honestly... It's the most boring show I've ever watched. Uh, and then watched. he got on this tear where he was like, we got to save this show. We do need to save it, though, <laughs> because it's the most boring show I've ever watched. But you know what? Like, I've committed to supporting the Kardashians. And and, and, and why? Why did you make that? I'll commitment? tell you why. Because everybody is against them sight unseen. And the, like, nobody has a good thing to say about them. But. If you watch it, they're just kind of like normal, slightly shallow people <laughs> that are are not any better or worse than most people. That's okay, but let's say I 100% agree with that statement. Why do I have to be for, and let's say I want to, I can still be against people judging them sight unseen, but why do I have to be for their show? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> like, I mean, this is where a shallow edge comes into it. Those I, I used to just be like in it for the Kim, okay? Right, sure. It's just like, look, Dick Kim, for, she looks great. Right, you're in it for dad ass. She's a short drink of water. <laughs> yeah, uh, dad ass. Yeah, I mean, the right? ass, but also I think she's just like great looking. So there's that. Oh, agree. Then I slowly started to come around on, wait a second. She's got two sisters. <laughs> right. Okay. And yeah, they're not Kim, but they're kind of like Kim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and then I started getting into like the, the underrated Kardashians. People say, people say Khloe Kardashian is the ugly Kardashian. That's an insane thing to say. Do people that say woman, that? People do say that. She takes a, she takes a, a beating. In the press, and uh, and uh, and I, I find that enraging. <laughs> and the reason why is is because not only is she good looking, but she's like good looking enough to where if she were to walk down any city street in beautiful Oakland, California, all the all the men would would take note. Jason. Double double take. They do a double take. Even crane their necks. They crane their necks, and Wolf I don't mean whistles, because she's more beautiful than other women. I mean because. Um, you notice when a fucking five foot ten woman with lips like heirloom tomatoes and a forty inch ass walks by, like every guy would okay. notice that. Right, sure. This is Big Kardashian Corner. <laughs> okay. Start the morning off with a glass of milk and bong rips, then sit back and Google search some Kim Kardashian thong pics, rip and sip and choke and choke and on that bomb ass chronic. You tell me that there's some Kardashian news and pull I'm on it. If your girl don't like Kardashians, you better Cause this right here is a return of the Kardashian corner So shut your mouth and listen cause I only say it once Kardashian corner will now commence You stupid cunts Alright Um It's hard to imagine we could generate more gold than we are I know, let me take a quick look at my notes Wait, can we do a little 
house cleaning on that last segment real quick. Sure, go ahead. I just am having like a horribly sobering moment where I realize we like mocked Adam Carolla for being sexist and then I just like <laughs> let bullshit just spill out of my mouth for five minutes straight. Good point. So listeners, point. I do just want to say, I don't know when I go back and hear this, what's going to hold up as idiotic and not, but just, just calm down. Get, Everyone calm down. Yeah. Calm down. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. And, I don't uh, think you have to say you don't know what you're talking about. But I think uh, it's a it's it's a fine line that we're walking where we won't sh- we will never shy away from male sexuality. Well, you can't shy away from it because you shy away and then right. just, the discussion's over. You can't discuss it once you've shied away. Right. But at the same time, we're we're as enlightened as they come. Basically, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we uh, yeah we can't. I feel like we can't talk that way about Adam Carolla's comments sure. about anything. And anything. I can talk Take a that list way of his about comments. Kim Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian. But here's the difference between me and Adam Carolla is I welcome you guys to tell me that I am wrong in my attitudes and uh, and I will absorb that information because there's a lot because you know what Jason some of our listeners are even smarter than uh, than me I think right so you mean so if the listeners write in they say here's why I'm just saying if I'm offending anybody I think uh, audience audience reaction is something that I do take into account but <laughs> right. I Just don't. be warned. No, I mean, I, I'll take it into account in my life perspective, but okay. I can't, I won't next time shy away from discussing the male sexuality. Right. That's fair. Okay. And and with that, we can move on. I just wanted to put a big asterisk on everything I say. And it's like, it's funny because I've noticed, is it sexist that um, if, if, I, if I'm if an admirer of like a female comic or musician or whatever, and I don't find her attractive. I'm not going to mention that I don't find her attractive right. in my assessment. But if I do find her attractive, right. I will always mention yeah. like it's kind of Fiona a Apple, great songwriter, uh, yeah. really changed the game. Been writing great A material since she was 18 years old. Right. Also, pretty cute. Yeah, it's a t- <laughs> that's that a that part's a tough thing or is too. Or just another because I feel like I would feel the same exact same way about like Fiona Apple's songs if she was like if I found her hideous. Exactly. But it is a bummer that's like I. It I guess it's not even a bummer. Yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. And I probably would mention it like if I in the same way, you know, like, oh, this video was really uh, visually creative and the song is amazing and blah, blah. And also like yeah. whatever. She's naked in a bathtub. Yeah. Uh, like, well, I don't know. What are you going to do? What, is, what can be done? No, that's a, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's and with uh, and, and I'll say this too. like, look, I'm going to go the other way and say that maybe I was correct in, in all this nonsense that I was spouting a minute ago, because the reason <laughs> I feel like it's important to remind the world that we that we all are attracted to the Kardashians, whether we know it or not, <laughs> is because of like. Well, this is not necessarily the opinion of the entire Jay Walker cast. <laughs> no, this is just Walker. Here. But, uh, but, but, but I, I'm just. We're going to hear it out anyway. <laughs> well, I just, it's like uh, the, 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 uh, the backlash against them as it's like, no, we don't actually even like that. We're that, we, that the culture is so against them that we're like, we won't even acknowledge that they're attractive. That's what makes me bad. Where I'm just so like, I'm not Shut aware up. of this. Uh, I'm not aware of this. This look, I'm out there on the blogosphere and <laughs> okay. keeping my fingers on the people are He's constantly more... saying that like uh, that the only reason that anyone thinks Kim Kardashian is attractive is because of airbrushing, and it's like, well, guess what? No, I haven't hung out with her in person, but I've watched a shitload of that awful TV show she's on, and they're not. It, she's not computer animated on it, <laughs> right? And guess what? She's hot, right? Right. <laughs> I just talked myself back into the same. Right. That's yeah. That's a weird circle. 
Um, yeah. But I have to say I'm not privy to this back this degree of backlash that you're talking about. I guess I just I do find even if there is that degree of backlash, aren't there enough causes that deserve your attention more than the Saving the Kardashians show? I'm sure they are, but I'm unaware of them at this time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the the alternative is for me to like read the news and get passionate. About I don't, yeah, I don't mean like causes necessarily, but even like pop culture uh, <laughs> uh, material of interest. Well, I just think that it's uh, I'd like to defend what people consider to be like the bottom of the barrel, because I, I think that uh, you're looking at it wrong if you see it that way. And you know what? I know that you're not fucking watching the show and making your opinion because no one's watching it, apparently, and they're going <laughs> right. to cancel it. So at least watch the show. Do the research. The data is available on if the Kardashians right. are if they're hot or not. if they're hot or if they're bad or good or this or right. that or the next thing. Uh, would you say any part of the show is interesting? Because <laughs> for me, this guy, <laughs> for me, it fits into the pantheon of stuff where, like, there's basically to me, there's a giant amount of contemporary culture. Actually, there's a huge amount of there's a, an ocean of contemporary culture that is uh, beyond interesting, worth talking about. Sure. And then there's an entire other ocean of it, which is ba- basically to me, it's all living in a space where it's equally worthless, but at the same time. I socially enjoy consuming that type of stuff so much now that it's like if I was to watch the Kardashian, like I watched uh, that season that you guys were in American Idol. I have a ball watching it with you and Dot. I would love watching Kardashian Corner with you. Watching the Golden Globes with you is a blast. But it all exists in this kind of amorphous state of like it's all kind of garbage. It's in the way it's similar to the way, it's it's a very existential meaning in that like. The, the there's nothing there and the meaning is whatever you imbue on it sure. right like and you can imbue meaning on any of it equally well to that point i'm relieved to say <laughs> that i've never watched an episode of that show by myself i've <laughs> right. only watched it with dot we do a lot of chatting in between right. and lately a lot of it has been like this is so fucking boring. <laughs> right. I can't believe we watch this. But nor will I claim we're watching it ironically. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it's like a jumping off point to conversation. Like so right. it gets the ball rolling on things. Right. And I also I am into this um, phenomenon of you're not you won't claim that you're watching it ironically necessarily because like irony is that would just be that a I, goddamn lie. If right. I, said I was watching ironically. But it's funny that like that type of uh, like irony has almost we're, uh, we're at least at a stage where the that watching or doing X ironically is like dissolved to the point where it's like I, I'm like actually satisfyingly the you know the line between what you are genuinely air quotes into and what you are ironically into is like sufficiently blurry that I'm like pretty into how zany stuff is getting yeah. <laughs> where it's like am I into this ironically what does it mean to like something do I like this does it does it make a difference if I you know like it for this reason rather than like it for that reason this is where I should be embarrassed you asked <laughs> if there's anything interesting on it this season mostly was about the slow painful divorce of Khloe Kardashian and I will say it was you know as far as just a document. Uh, was deeply saddening. Who's she married to? Who was she married to? She's married to an NBA player named Lamar Odom, and uh, it was it was really sad because they were like, like, you thought they were gonna make it? No, I mean, dude, these people were like, they loved each other. Like mm. this was this was a happy couple. But he's from like I think really uh, like poor beginnings, and I think his dad who raised him was like a drug addict and stuff mm. and so he had like substance abuse issues in the past and he's like fully addicted to crack mm. and uh like went crazy and 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 became a crackhead and you know 
broke up with Khloe Kardashian, who we've discussed, right. I think is the underratedly hot Kardashian. <laughs> right. She may have even actually passed Kim for me as far as really? just uh, as just like lust. <laughs> wow. Well, if, you know, and it's also like if they can't make it, what what chance do any of us have? No, seriously, if Lamar and Chloe <laughs> cannot make it, there's also what what's sad too is she like, well, it's like that he's already out living like this like slum life that he's doing, mm. but she's still like fully invested in trying to help him mm. and like living in their house. And they're like really tacky. There's like framed <laughs> like oil paintings of them together everywhere right. and stuff like you know those photos couples take sometimes where they like are like it, people do it when they get pregnant uh, and they'll be like, you know, nude with like a sheet on or something. Oh, yeah. And the husband's standing. You guys didn't do that? <laughs> I, I think you should have. We are like the anti doing that. I could see you dad getting into it. Oh, my God. Are you kidding Into, into the <laughs> having the painting, like the weird weirdness of having the painting. Maybe yeah, not. They had know. like versions of like paintings of them in various states of undress, like sensually posed. And it's like they're like these gaudy, like elaborate commissioned like oil paintings. <laughs> That's sweet. And, and so there were episodes of her just like in ending with like Khloe Kardashian just in tears in like some uh-huh. giant house with like paintings of her and her all around crack, di- crack, addi- crack addicted lover. That's sad. And if you can't feel some empathy for somebody in that situation, Kardashian or no, well, pff, I don't know if I want you listening to this podcast. <laughs> right. Good point. If you can't admit that Khloe Kardashian is both a attractive <laughs> And B, to be pitied. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe uh, let's switch on over to Adam Carolla's yeah, podcast, you dick. Should... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. That could not be so better than that. All right. Well, let me get to my notes real quick, and then we can do any plugs that you got. Uh, so I've got that this is our first episode back since the three-part J-dotting. Listeners, please listen to that. That's the best of 2012. Guys, my, my wife, Dot, does not know how fucking hilarious she is. She's Her and Jason are a joy to listen to. She has a, such a lack of interest in this podcast. Total, yeah, almost disdain. <laughs> She's not a fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the only note, the note that I have here under a bullet point, it says Dot's performance, but then it doesn't say anything about it. So I don't know what I was intending to say, but her performance is uh, epic. Yeah, she's great. I'd say it's amazing. Uh, then, and it's a good intro if you're a new listener because it's uh, Jason is playing clips of our podcast right. and the Dot uh, wife of the show is commentating. <laughs> like belittling most of them. Yeah, mostly <laughs> just great... going, that was the number two clip. Yeah, that was number two. <laughs> she was into it. <laughs> Uh, the next bullet point, I'll just go to the last two real quick. So this one says new, no, no, newer neuroscientists are the celebrities now. Oh, so this refers to, I, uh, did a trip to Hollywood recently and once again, got to meet a celeb. Oh yeah. You should rub shoulders. This. Uh, so I went to see with my sister, mad dog, mad dog V, uh, <laughs> a movie that a friend of hers from Northwestern was a cinematographer for, uh, and it's called run and jump. And it's a story of a neuropsychologist who comes to live with a family after the patriarch has had a stroke, middle cerebral artery infarction. Um, that's what they said it was, although his symptoms were not exactly consistent with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, this, the movie is of the family dealing with both the uh, recovering father, who's uh, lost a lot of his personality and function, and the presence of this neuropsychologist who's kind of distant. And, and um, you already say who... The neuropsychologist is played by Will Forte. Uh, and um, 
dealing with the recovery of the father and the presence of this neuropsychologist who's kind of cold and distant, but at the same time is forming a some kind of relationship with the mother who's in this you know odd situation where her husband is kind of a shell of a man and you know she needs to care for him almost as much as she cares for the kids. And there's this kind of like guy there that's like sort of falling for her, but it's like grossly new inappropriate. listeners should know that Jason Vitlasil here of Jaywalking is... A neuroscience. I do, I do neuroscience. So, it's in the uh, field. Yeah, I'm in the field. I wouldn't I don't know if I'd say I'm in. Uh, well, it's, I do and, neuroscience, and it's and it's drawn celebs to you on multiple <laughs> right, occasions. Yeah, because that's true. They're used to meeting <laughs> actors, comics, hangers on, musicians, sycophants. Yeah, yeah, entourages. <laughs> then yeah. along comes a humble neuroscientist. <laughs> right. Hey, this is a man of the people, so right. I could talk to. But yeah. no, it does seem like the kind of right-brained. Well, so in the Q and A types, they want to pick your brain about yeah. about this. So in the Q and A after the show, I got to talk to them a little bit, and they uh, the director who I forgot her name, but she was really good. She's Irish, um, but anyway, actually see the movie Run and Jump if it's in was release near you. Uh, she, I would <laughs> say she kidding. was. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> right, but she was very cute. And her <laughs> accent helped, or her accent not, didn't hurt, I should say. Sure. Uh, but anyway, I got to hang out with Will Forte. They invited me out for a drink, which I couldn't attend to, but uh, that's the that's the whole story. I love Will Forte. He was yeah. a really, really nice guy and really kind of genuine-seeming. Yeah. He seems like... Is he from the Midwest? Yeah, I think he is from... He's, he has a very Midwestern, like, genuine politeness vibe. He was super sweet. And that, he was... Uh, performance was, like, not funny per se, but because he's so restrained, every once in a while there was a comedic line and it landed... Uh, a lot harder because for the most part it was like really reserved performance. Now, would you say that you um, are responsible for the dr- the dramatic turn he's taken in his acting career? Did you say like, you know, you should do a film by Alexander Payne next? I wouldn't or... say responsible for yeah. necessarily. Not necessarily. Right. But I would say, uh, you know, I don't want to say inspired inspiration for yeah do you claim to be an influence of his i'll say influence yeah i think that seems (laughs) right that's fair yeah i mean it was time for him to evolve as an actor listeners we just lost a little bit of tape look a little peek behind the jaywalking curtain here sorry about that but uh, let me just actually summarize it real quick uh sports are great yeah we're not sports fans but we're not those guys we were just talking about it we're still open-minded right we're not against we, sports. Yeah, we agree that there's as much subtle, beautiful things to talk about and appreciate in sports as there are in any other human endeavor. Yeah. Uh, is that my last note? Yeah, that's my last note. We so. also were talking about pirouetting. We didn't know. Oh, yeah, we, uh, listeners, write in if you know another term for a ballet move that's not a pirouette. What's the lyric in Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel where it refers to illusion? Illusion, she pirouettes. <laughs> Right? <laughs> is that one of the Yeah. I don't remember that one. What I, comes right after it? Uh, it's the verse that I'm the rustiest on. It's, it's uh, when illusion spins a net, I'm never where I want to be. Illusion shape pirouettes. <laughs> Whoa. Illusion spins a net and then pirouettes. Oh, wait. Oh, is it the fuck. same thing that spins a net? No, it's definitely not. Illusion oh. does one of those things. Listeners, write in. <laughs> right. If you can write in, in, copy and paste the lyrics to Salisbury Hill and you know email what? That it to song us. is Jaywalking. as good as it ever was. It's great. Today. It is such a good fucking song. Peter Gabriel. Is, is it a. Uh, is he properly rated? I was going to say underrated. People but are I pretty mean, into people him. People like him. Yeah, sure. It's like, have you ever listened to In Your Eyes on headphones? Oh, man. Get ready for it. Okay, well, both. Okay, both. 
Uh, wait, no, Salisbury Hill is not on that. Salisbury Hill was like his first hit that was m- just not freaky deaky and mainstream enough that like people kind of latched onto it because his early stuff is pretty fucking experimental. Um, yeah, with varying results, I would say. But then when he kind of gets that pop sensibility, oh, man. I'm talking 1988s. Wait, 1986s. So great You're album. Talking- Big time. Big time. Oh, my God. Big time? You're talking sledgehammer. Uh, with big time, I'm sorry. Can I have a song that both is spoofing this current culture and also totally of the moment of this current culture? Right. Hi there. Boom, ba-dum. Uh, that one's amazing. You're talking uh, sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. You're talking steam. In your eyes. No, steam is on um, is on us. Is that later? Yeah, us was the next one. Okay. But he only does an album like every decade, basically. Right. Uh oh uh uh oh uh um don't give up the duet with a young Kate Bush. Oh, I think I do know that. <laughs> where she where she comes in and he's like going like I'm gonna give up and she comes in and is like don't give up rest your head you worry too much it's gonna be alright and then he's like don't on a bridge up. and he's looking down and just Whoa. thinking yeah he can't take it anymore. Heavy. It's a schmaltzy song, but I really <laughs> like it. I gotta get into that. Uh, this is unrelated, but um, a I song we that I kind of stayed talking about Peter Gabriel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just mention this one. So- let me plug one song here at the end of the podcast: Ooh. the song Two Lost Souls" from the musical "Damn Yankees." Oh, I, I for some reason the clarinet line from it floated in my head the other day, and I spent like half an hour watching different versions of it. So it's funnily enough, there's like one. Uh, studio version of it that's accessible and the rest of the YouTube clips of it are clips of high I remember it from I was in the orchestra pit in high school when my high school put on this play uh, I remember distinctly friend of the show uh, Steve K at the time was dating a uh, non friend of the show Gretchen B who I thought was very fetching uh-huh. and she was the star of this musical I was in the orchestra pit for uh, and I remember this this song in particular it's actually it's this cheesiest, it's super cheesy. And it's like so into how like syrupy sick it is. Yeah. You know? Like it's the most musical, musical song. There's something about the clarinet line that I really like. But when you go to look it up online, all you see are other people that are posting like phone footage of their high school putting it on, which is also like weirdly satisfying to watch. Yeah. You know, it's like they're not shitty. Like they're good. Everybody that's in is like that. They're clearly the theatery person of that school. Right. You know? Uh, but then it's like also kind of shitty because it's like high school production on YouTube. Uh, but it was fun. So I'd like to plug that song. Okay. Two Lost Souls. Oh, I like that. Sounds good. Get into it. Well, That's, I, that I, wraps I it feel up. like we covered a lot. And I, I just want to say, uh, if it's okay with you, I think I'm going to edit. I want to get back in the editing chair on this. Yeah, one. I want you to edit this one. Okay, great. So I'm going to edit it. And I'm going to say here and now, any edits I make to this is going to be for the purposes of time. I'm feeling less confident about my attitudes expressed on this podcast as the minutes roll by. And so I want to say here and now, I said those things. I embody those things. I'm not going to edit them out. I am open to your criticism, listeners. I'm just a guy trying to do my best, just trying to shoot from the hip, but also trying to uh, just trying to make the world laugh. Forget about this broken old world for a minute. With a, right. I'm a humble jester. Let the world laugh. You referred the second time you referred to yourself as a humble jester, <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Maybe we should close out with there. We had a great text exchange the other day. Well, while you're while you're pulling that up, let me think of um, 
that, so I was thinking about this recently because I, I may be in the job market before too long. And uh, every once in a while, I'm like, if you Google my name, how close does this podcast come to the top? And if somebody listened to it, would it affect, you know, chances for a job? Uh, you know, or would somebody be like, oh, they, I listen to two seconds of it and he does this like super vulgar podcast and we're not going to hire him or whatever. Um, and I basically was thinking like, what would I do if I was confronted with any exact thing that I said on this? And I, what I decided was like, I am just going to be straight up like, that's a character I play named Jason V. Like he happens to have the same name as me. Uh, but so, so what? Like you don't understand I'm playing a character, so shut up. And you know, that's it. And then I thought, like, is that like, in, is that true? And, you know, I mean, and it's true in the sense that like, you're always kind of like, you turn on a, a tape recorder, you are doing something different than you would if it wasn't there, you know? Uh, and if I was at a dinner party, I act differently than I am at home. And if I'm with this group of friends, I act differently than I do with this group of friends. Like in a sense, like what I'm trying to say is like, in a sense, isn't the whole world a stage and aren't we all merely players? <laughs> I'd say it, that is, uh, it, the world is a stage in, in a, a sense, sense. <laughs> and the sense that it's a stage in is the true sense. <laughs> yes. The literal sense. Yes. Take that to the bank, listeners. Listeners, if it, is it okay if I Where are you wind at? us down on this? I already found a little... Uh, so before you say, let's jaywalk. Okay. I'm in blue, right? Yeah, on your end. Do you want to read yours or mine? Uh, <laughs> I'll read yours, actually. Okay, so this is a role reversal... Uh, so this is, this is the text exchange. So I, I say, let, I say, let's jaywalk. You say, let's jaywalk. So I'll start there. Uh, should we can... back up and say why you're, well, so we're just planning the very jaywalk you're listening to now, figuring out where we're going to do it. I told Jason, I had a show, uh, the night we were originally right, planning okay. to do it. Jason in true form, very dismissive of any activities I might have planned for myself, uh, <laughs> as that they have zero importance whatsoever. Uh, Welcome to a segment where we read our I chats with each other called I on I chat. Roll right. the theme. Right. Uh, so I'm reading the part of Jason and Jason is reading the part of Walker. Right. Let's jaywalk my place. I'm gone tomorrow and I have plans that night, but I'm around daytime. Sure. Cancel your night plans, too. <laughs> Jaywalk plus day drink. I have a show. Cancel it. Would you tell Sweet Prince to cancel a show? No respect. Editor's note. Sweet Prince is friend of the show, Jesse R., <laughs> wonderful musician who we have the mo- utmost respect for. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's trying to tell Jason to respect my art, too. Sorry, Back yeah. That's an important note. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, you can re- replace Sweet Prince in your minds with whatever artist you have the most respect for <laughs> in true. life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, okay. Are you comparing your show to SP's show? You're goddamn right I am. We're both in the arts. We both perform solo. We both have voices that'll make you weep, but different type of years. Tears. Sure. I guess in that sense, you're just like Bond Dylan. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Bob's less respected. <laughs> Bob's less respected brother, Bond. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That some art is more important than other art. Something I thought you, I thought you to believe a ludicrous fallacy. No, I'm just asking. I'm nailing you to the wall on this. Just wanted to get on record that you consider yourself on par with SP. <laughs> don't hurt yourself when you fall down because you don't have a leg to stand on. Just make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here's you. Cancel it? No. Would that's you ask me, that's Bob me. Dylan to cancel a show? Because I am on par with Bob Dylan. I am Walker Glenn, second coming of Bill Hicks. Projection. <laughs> Quotation. I'm just a guy doing his best, unwilling to cancel a show because that gets you nowhere. Just a humble jester, trying to make people forget their pain for a moment, to laugh in spite of this broken old world. Humble? A humble jester, yes. I see. Really seems like you see, dick. (laughs) (laughs) We should have saved some of this for the podcast. I overstand where you're coming from. Ew, you overstand nothing. Let's read this on a new feature, Eye on iChat. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Guys, just more proof that we're out there being hilarious. Generating content left and right. Yeah, come on. Uh, one more side note. Could you want to explain to listeners what overstand means? <laughs> because uh, you brought this into our lives. I learned about it from American <laughs> Idol when uh, a oh, woman. Really? Yeah, I think she was uh, of, of Caribbean descent. And uh, an overstand is a is a Rastafarian term. And I mean, it's it. I can't really get what I do not overstand <laughs> what the difference between overstanding and understanding is. It means understand. It's just an annoying way of saying it. Right. Is my but <laughs> when you explained it to me, you said something like they never it's never right to put yourself under like saying I understand isn't You retained more about it than I did. I forget. The way that I understood what you said was like, if I say I understand you, (laughs) the way I overstood what you said. Maybe let's only say overstand (laughs) and overstood for the rest of the the rest. The way I overstood what you were saying was that if you say I understand you in some way under your, your, you're pr- you're putting yourself under so the. So if I'm overstanding you correctly, <laughs> if you overstand but you understand, then you're putting yourself under what you could be over. Right. And so right. the overstanding that we want to maintain is just that uh, it's overstood that we're just humble gestures. Right. Doing our best. Right. Be overstanding if some of the things said here were not uh, not necessarily super smart or highbrow. Overstand that we're this is an improvised podcast. Right. And um, Lucy Goosey. Um, do you mind if I do a plug? No, go ahead. Um, guys, if you uh, uh, enjoyed anything you listened to. Um, Here's some list of books you might like. Yeah. Uh, Garrison Keillor uh, is somebody you might enjoy also. Um, uh, I have a show in San Francisco at a venue called Milk Bar. Uh, it's my overstanding that this will be a stand-up <laughs> comedy show. Um, keep in mind that that's, that's going to be written material. This is not off-the-dome stuff about Khloe Kardashian's ass, so there's right. a good chance that you will, uh, will enjoy yourself. That's April 29th at Milk Bar in the San Francisco Valley in the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Great plugs. Um, I don't, Oh, if you want to, you're welcome to come to my exit talk, May 9th, uh, Tolman hall, UC Berkeley, fifth floor open to the members of the public. It'll be a one hour talk on dopamine, machine learning and fMRI data and uh, attentional networks and uh, early auditory cortices. Now, Jason, I'm just a regular Joe <laughs> with no uh, training in, in the neuroscience field. Is this something that, will I overstand what's happening at <laughs> not, this? Not only will you, actually, you probably won't overstand much of it, but you, you, will, you will overstand <laughs> some of it, and there's free coffee and pastries. Okay. And I actually might bring the booze there. Because a lot of people say, oh, drinks to follow and wherever. And I'm thinking that I might just have a little 
I'm going to just, I'm actually, I've kind of gotten that, uh, this end of grad school attitude where I'm, I still love a lot of things, but some part of, uh, like doing anything bureaucratic has like absolutely checked out. And Mm -hmm. there's part of me that's like, I'm going to just bring a bunch of booze to my exit Mm -hmm. talk. Like, I don't care. Overstood. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, open to members of the public. Anyone who wants to come hear about those things is welcome and, uh, fill some seats. Yeah. May 9th. Okay. Fifth floor Tolman hall. Uh, you going to do throw in any jokes? I have been like uh, trying to get trying to get the kids. Are going to be real inside I'm, yeah, baseball maybe, no. neuroscience? Uh, maybe I don't know. I've, I probably will run a couple by you because it's one of those things where it's I want to make it as smooth to talk as possible. And I've definitely had a couple hour long talks that I've stumbled through. Mm-hmm. So I, if there's jokes, I want them to land before I get up. There. Is this anything like a TED talk? <laughs> See, it's uh, it's kind of in between the level of TED talk and like a very dense technical talk. Like mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's like even though you're joking, it's you are doing something more colloquial than like a super dense talk. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, there will be professors there. And if they ask a question at the end, you want to be able to answer like details about your model and not just like what they would ask you at a Ted talk. Gotcha. But I don't know. I've seen some that are, that would be really interesting to anybody, you know? And that's, that's a very apt plug section. So you can, you can come to me, write us emails, funny jokes, Jason for the funny science. That's right. And write us uh, at jaywalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. I especially would really like some emails uh, talking about Dot's performance. Yeah, we'd like to get some feedback on that. Go back and listen to the trilogy of episodes if you have not. I recently re-listened to Ep 2 of it, and it's got some great stuff in there. Oh, that's probably a good plug for the end, too, is uh, these podcasts (laughs) very much benefit from multiple listenings. Yeah, that's that's totally true. If you get through the first one, you're like, ah. I'm not sure I understand listen again. what they're going for. <laughs> go, just go back and listen again. Yeah, you and will overstand it after the second time. Yeah, you're going to overstand it on a much <laughs> You'll overstand level. more each time. Here. Well, I, the thing about jaywalking is to overstand the jaywalking <laughs> podcast, you must first overstand the titular Jason and Walker. Right, right. And the only way you're going to do that right. is by multiple listens. Start at episode one. Yeah. Episode one, I recently remembered, has us discussing... Uh, are my one day fictitious future or my at the time fictitious future, oh, future child son. Wow. And who, who now very now much exists. in existence. Uh, yeah, man, that first episode yeah, listeners, if you can't subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes. Here is one more thing. I'll pub. I, re- I recently published a paper in plus one. Yeah, uh, check that out. Thanks very much. All right. I think that was a great one in the bag. And uh, listeners, thank you so much. Thanks for Um, being there. We understand that there are many podcasts (laughs) you can choose. And we are glad you chose to spend a little time with jaywalking. Right. Uh, Remember, if you're not jay... Wait, sorry. Oh, our sign off. I fucked it up. Guys, that's been our podcast. (laughs) And just remember, if you are not jaywalking... You're not getting to your destination in a timely fashion. Thanks, guys. Thanks for overstanding. (laughs) 